Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800-715-6093. 800-715-6093. That's 800-715-6093. Hi, this is Charlotte Ray, and you're listening to TV Confidential. At Robertson Law for guest Diana Eden, Diana Eden Emmy nominated and Los Angeles Drama Critics Circle award winning costume designer. Diana's memoir, Stars in Their Underwear, is the story of how a young girl from England overcame professional hardship, bouts with depression, and some family tragedy to become an award-winning costume designer for some of Hollywood's biggest stars. Stars in Their Underwear is filled with great stories of Diana's encounters with such stars as Anne-Margaret, Cher, Diana Ross, George Clooney, Zero Mostel, Mel Brooks, Judy Holliday, Carol Burnett, Cloris Leachman, Reba McIntyre, Deborah Messing, Betty White, Larry Hagman, and legendary costume designer Bob Mackie. Stars in their underwear available in paperback and as an ebook through Amazon.com, other online retailers, Diana's website, DianaEdenDesigns.com. You can also follow Diana on Twitter and on Instagram. There's no way you could have planned for this, Diana, but your book is very timely right now, given the fires going on both in Northern California and in Southern California, as we record this conversation, you spend two chapters recounting your experience on the uh, Las Vegas stage production of yeah. Jubilee, and you were at the MGM Grand at the time the, uh, the hotel went on fire. Yes, yes. Um, it was certainly a, uh, a devastating event, a historical event, to this day, you ask any fireman if he knows about the MGM fire, and he'll say, oh, absolutely, that changed everything. And, of course, to be there personally and, and to have to go through escaping from the hotel and then looking up and seeing this incredible conflagration and trying to find the rest of the, the group that I was with, which was the um, uh, Bob Maggie employees mm-hmm. that were up there to do fittings on the show. And, um, you know, I learned a lot about how people react in an emergency, Mm -hmm. which is different from the way you think you're going to. Mm -hmm. You kind of go on instinct. And um, when there is danger, there is definitely a flight or fight, and and it's mostly flight. a very uh, meaningful event and um, very sadly we lost one of the members of our company Mm -hmm. which was also very very traumatic 
And then we had to go back and um, recoup all of the ruined costumes. They, we, we, they were dug up from the basement, which had been completely flooded. And um, we did inventory. And then we rebuilt the costumes, which took another 10 months. So it was um, a couple of years in my life that were before the fire, the fire, and after the fire. Was it difficult to revisit that episode uh, when you sat down to write your book? Yes, it was. Um, I had to obviously refresh my memory and do some research, Mm -hmm. and I started looking at news footage of the event, which brought a lot back. And I also read the official uh, reports from the fire department that was done you know, many weeks later, which lists every single detail you could possibly imagine where every single person was found and what position they were lying in. I mean, it was it was pretty brutal. Obviously, the report had to be done. But what came out of it was many, many changes in the building codes. And um, things were done differently uh, ever since in building in Las Vegas. And as you mentioned earlier, what one of the things that came out of it for you personally is is empathy. Empathy for people, yeah. you know, empathy for anyone who's going through a, a loss, uh, whether it's a yeah. property loss or the loss of loved ones, you know? Oh, yeah. It's so easy to be judgmental from afar when I would hear people say, well, I don't know why anyone would go in the elevator. I don't know why anyone would do this, that, or the other. Until you've been in that situation, Mm -hmm. you really don't know. And, you know, I think people are too quick to judge. Um, And with the fires going on in California, I mean, it's just devastating. People losing their homes. Um, And anyone who has an opinion about it, I urge them to keep that opinion to themselves. Just because people are hurting and uh, it's it's really devastating to lose your home or to lose a family member or to lose your pets, to lose anything like yeah. that. How did you keep your spirits up and how did you keep your focus during that incredibly chaotic and unsettling time? Um, are you talking about... During the fire, after, oh, in the aftermath well, of the fire. I, I don't know that I was really... <laughs> I, I don't know that I had a plan. I mean, I think that... Um, you know, my first reaction was to get out of the building. My second reaction was to look for the rest of the people in my group. And as I was one of the kind of leaders in the sense, um, then my thought was to find a place where we could all gather. You just, you, you do what you have to do and um, cope the best way you can cope. On the line with us is Diana Eden. Diana's memoir, Stars in Their Underwear, is the story of how a young girl from England overcame professional hardship, bouts with depression, and some personal and professional tragedy to become an award-winning costume designer for some of Hollywood's biggest stars. Stars in Their Underwear is filled with great stories of Diana's encounters with such stars as Anne-Margaret, Cher, Diana Ross, George Clooney, Zero Mostel, Mel Brooks, Reba McIntyre, Carol Burnett, Cloris Leachman, Deborah Messing, Betty White, 
Larry Hagman, and legendary costume designer Bob Mackey. Stars in their underwear available in paperback and as an ebook through Amazon.com and other online retailers. Diana's website, DianaEdenDesigns.com. You can also follow Diana on Twitter and on Instagram. Just want to pick a few of the stars that you work with and that, that you talk about in the book. Some of these are just personal favorites. And some of these, they, they illustrate the various different hats that you have to wear in the course of being a good costume designer. Like, for example, Cloris Leachman, when you work with Cloris Leachman on Facts of Life, that shows yes. that sometimes a costume designer has to be a good listener. Yes, yes, that is so important. And that's part of the, back to the collaboration again, um, especially with an actress or an actor who is very um, tuned in to their character development or to wardrobe as a part of that. Um, and, in you know, when I did The Facts of Life, that was my very first show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of experience. Um, and so she was <laughs> quite dynamic. That's what I've been told. In, <laughs> strong in her opinion. Yes. And it would have been easy for me to say, no, 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 I'm the costume designer and I don't agree. But as it turned out, her instincts were always so right on the money. And um, I learned a great deal from her. Which goes back to what we talked about earlier, Diana, which is, you know, it's, it's that level of trust. And you want to create a costume that, that when they wear it, it will... Maybe they may maybe they may not build their performance on the costume, but 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 what they wear is going to project how they move and how yes. they deliver their performance. Yes, yeah. I mean, there's a quick story by time about Clara Leachman and me um, regarding um, a dress that I was to select for her for an episode uh, regarding Valentine's Day, mm -hmm. and she was going to have a date. Um, on Valentine's Day, and she said, it must be a red dress. And I said, well, no, that's so cliche. Why does it always have to be red for Valentine's Day? Anyway, we argued back and forth. And in the end, she wore a red silk dress with a full-ish skirt. And when she came down the stairs, it was breathtaking. There was movement. There was color. And it was absolutely perfect. So, yes, costume does affect the way you feel and the way you move. Another lesson, a, a takeaway that I got from reading Stars in Their Underwear is, in the case of working with Betty White, sometimes being a costume designer means having a good memory. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you know, as an experienced costume designer, you have a lot of things stored in your brain. And I was lucky enough when I worked with Betty the second time to know her preferences and her needs because she was flying up to Vancouver the night before she was about to film uh, in a movie that we were doing up there. And, you know, I was able to have costumes ready for her on that first morning, knowing all her little things that she needed to make her feel comfortable, mm -hmm. none of which were, you know, um, excessive or difficult, uh, but I was ready, and it was wonderful to be able to be that way, because if it had been the first time I'd worked with her, it would have been difficult to be ready so fast. And then sometimes you work with an actor like Larry Hagman, who's a little eccentric, and so when you have an eccentric performer, a good costume designer has to be flexible. Yes, yes. Larry was delightful, 
charming, funny, but also um, occasionally difficult. Yeah. And, um, you know, the movie I did with him was actually my first uh, television movie. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the, all of the executives at uh, Sony were kind of nervous, you know. Um, and he came in for a fitting, and I had shopped for all of these various suits. And he was very pleasant, but he turned around and he said, oh, I really don't like to wear brown. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I had among the selection a fair number of, you know, tan suits, brown, taupe, as well as, you know, navy and everything like that. And so I felt just devastated. But then, you know, at the next fitting... He loved everything. Yeah, which which is funny because I, I said this to you off mic. I'm a, I've been a Hagman fan all my life, and I was mm-hmm. and I and I watched I watched Dallas religiously. He wore brown a lot on Dallas, so I'm I'm, I'm just guessing that on that particular day he was not feeling brown. He was not into brown that day. No. Uh, nor was he into plaid one day when I said that in his trailer. And he said, you know I don't like plaid. I don't want to wear plaid. And I actually didn't have any other backup choices. So I just kind of left him to it. And 20 minutes later, he emerged from his trailer dressed in the plaid shirt. And he walked by me with the naughtiest twinkle in his eye. And he said, I like plaid now. <laughs> And no two actors are the same. No two bodies are the same. Uh, In in the case of a Deborah Messing, sometimes you have to be willing to take off your own skirt if that helps. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, that actually happened. (laughs) Um, I had been hired at the last minute, so I had to rush down to Tony uh, to meet with Deborah because the photo shoot for TV Guide was going to be the next day. And we tried, uh, I tried a couple of things on her, and eventually she looked at my skirt and said, you know, that's really what I want to wear. Can I wear your skirt? <laughs> so I literally took it off. That time I was in my underwear and put it on, <laughs> and it was perfect. So um, uh, that's what she wore for the uh, TV Guide uh, photo shoot. Yeah, and, and the fact that you were flexible in that moment, I mean, that built on the relationship you had with her during the two years you worked together on Ned and Stacy. Yes, yes, and I loved working with her. She was absolutely wonderful. Our guest this hour is Diana Eden. Diana Eden, Emmy-nominated and Los Angeles Drama Critics Circle award-winning costume designer. Diana's memoir stars in their underwear, my unpredictable journey from Broadway dancer to costume designer for some of Hollywood's biggest stars available through Amazon.com and other online retailers. Diana's website, DianaEdenDesigns.com. You can also follow Diana Eden on Twitter and on Instagram. You spend a couple of chapters talking about Diana Ross. You work with, uh, uh, we, as we mentioned in our open, you were her costume designer for her European tour, and you are the costume designer for her famous, now iconic Central Park concert. All of us have the image of Diana Ross as a diva, but you give the reader, you give your readers a sense of who Diana is, was, and is as a person. I hope so. I hope so. Because I really loved working for her, uh, even though she had high expectations. I mean, you you couldn't goof off for a moment or let your guard down or give anything less than 110%. 
But it was rewarding because she was giving the same amount um, in her preparation and her work. And she was generous to her crew. We always had the very best in accommodations and transportation. And it was it was really a, a revelation to watch her perform and to see the crowds and crowds of people who just adored her. Well, as, as you say, when you demand the best, it brings out the best in other people. And, uh, and because she took care of her staff and crew, everyone was willing to go the extra mile for her. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, she had come up through the ranks, so she knew what it was like to have less than the best. Mm -hmm. And I think it was great that she just didn't stick us all in Motel 6 while she was at the Ritz, you know? She, she didn't do that. And one of my favorite episodes of, of Stars in Their Underwear, Diana, is at, at some point during one of the tours, I think you're in either New Jersey or Philadelphia. And it's, uh, I mean, you look, you, you're, used to, you, you're used to working in, you know, state-of-the-art stadiums. This was an older stadium. Oh, yes. Hershey. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Hershey, Pennsylvania. So this is an older stadium. There's a little concern this is not quite up to Diana's standards, but she was... Yeah. She rolled with the punches on that one. She did. She did. And and what would bother her is if people didn't put the effort in. But if she'd seen that we had done everything we could to make her dressing room comfortable, that we had gone to every possible way to make it as, as good as we could, then if that's the best that could be done, she was okay with it. So, um, you know, it it was revealing to me uh, that day because... Believe me, that dressing was pretty awful, and <laughs> the walls were peeling, and the carpet was awful, and, you know, but we'd done our best, and uh, she knew that there were no other options. Stars in their underwear, my unpredictable journey from Broadway dancer to costume designer for some of Hollywood's biggest stars, the story of Diana Eden's uh, life and career as a ballerina, dancer, Broadway dancer, Broadway actress, and costume designer from some of the biggest stars in Hollywood, available through Amazon.com, other retailers, Diana's website, DianaEdenDesigns.com. You can also follow Diana on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, I understand you teach at UNLV. Yes, I'm currently teaching. I'm part of the uh, film division, the College of Fine Arts, and I teach costume for film. And um, I love it. Um, there are not that many places in the U.S. that teach costume design specifically for film. Uh, normally they teach it for theater, and theater and film are very different. So um, I'm lucky enough to work with the film students and with costume students, and um, I'm teaching combined in person and on Zoom, as it has to be these days. I have talked to a few teachers uh, mm -hmm. in the last couple of months on, on this program about the challenges of... Uh, in fact, a couple of weeks ago, we, uh, speaking of Facts of Life, we had Charlotte's son, Larry Strauss, on. And uh, Larry, Larry teaches in Los Angeles. And uh, one of the takeaways, and I would imagine this applies for you as well, is that while there are things you can do via Zoom, a lot of teaching, a lot of the real moments in teaching can only happen in person. So how, how do you deal with a challenge like that? Well, I'm lucky enough that my immediate um, classroom students I am in, in the classroom with. And I asked them, I said, you know, do you feel safe and 
you know, is this okay? They all said, oh, yes, we want to come, we want to come. We're so tired of sitting at home looking at the screen. So I'm lucky there. And then for my larger class, where I'm part of a combined class, where directing students, acting students, editors, cinematographers, and production designers all uh, work together, that is via Zoom. And it's, I mean, it's hard. You have to really um, try and talk directly to the students or to an individual student. Um, and you need to keep it interesting enough that they won't want to go off and check their email or <laughs> do something else. Di- Diana, this, I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed your book. You've been a delight to talk to. I hope uh, you'll visit us again one of these days on TV Confidential. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Stars in their underwear, my unpredictable journey from Broadway dancer to costume designer for some of Hollywood's Biggest stars available through Amazon.com and other online retailers. Diana's website, DianaEdenDesigns.com. You can also follow Diana Eden on Twitter and on Instagram. We'll be back with more TV Confidential right after this. One more item. If you or someone you know is the recipient of a structured settlement that calls for payment to be spread out over a period of time, but find yourself needing cash in hand today, You can get your money right now in one large payment by calling the Structured Settlement Cash Hotline at 800-965-7987. This is an extraordinary time right now. All of us have been hit by the global economic crisis, and all of us can use a little extra cash. If you have a structured settlement where you're being paid over time, but you need your money a lot faster than that, either to pay your bills or to help a family member or a loved one who's been affected by the global health crisis, call the Structured Settlement Cash Hotline at 800-965-7987. The call is free, takes about 10 minutes, could change your life. Structured Settlement Cash Hotline, 800-965-7987, 800-965-7987. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.